God was right there in front of them. And most of them didn't realize it. And God revealed himself. And some of them got it, right? This is a slow process for us. There were some people, though, who were anticipating this. And, you know, they weren't surprised that the Savior was coming right then. They searched him out, you know, and John, that's what you were preaching about on Thursday night. You know, even the wise men, you know, came searching. They probably didn't understand it in full. They were anticipating it, even if they didn't know what the surprise was. But for the rest of us, it this, you know, we need to have our eyes opened so that we can see the things that God is doing. And this doesn't just this passage with Jesus is, you know, as you read through your Bible, this is a theme throughout. Um, even going back to the very beginning with Genesis, and think God and Adam and Eve, and, you know, where does it start off with? It talks about God walking in the, the coolness of the morning to meet with Adam and Eve. You know, all too often I, I jump to this, oh no, Adam and Eve weren't ready to meet with God. You know, sin, flee, but this nature of God is coming to meet with them in a, in a very, you know, why did they say the coolness of the morning? This, this says something, you know, I could sense like God kind of strolling around. Uh, they weren't ready to meet with him. Um, God makes the first move um, again and again. And we respond to that. Can we anticipate? Yes. I want us to be able to anticipate, and I want us to be able to think about how we respond to that. When we look at God with us, there's actually more than one miracle. And what we've been celebrating, and I hope you celebrated, is, you know, the birth of Jesus. Um, by all means, celebrate it. Um, it, it. It was a surprise. It is mysterious. It's exciting. But that's not the only miracle that occurs. Because if you look at miraculous birth, that's extended to us as well. And that comes from that passage we're reading in John. Um, we can become children of God. Not by anything we're doing, right? Um, but w we can be made alive, in John's words, to all who receive him, to all who believe in him. It's not our will. You know, if we had Mary and Joseph sitting here and it's like, hey, where did Jesus come from? And it's like, it wasn't by their will, it wasn't by their decision, their hard work. You know, what, what role did Joseph have in that? Nothing, but he was obedient to what the angel told him in both naming Jesus and, you know, time and time again, because uh, the angel appears to him in a dream more than once, and each time uh, Joseph is obedient. That we can have this miraculous birth. And in, in getting ready for this week, um, 
This is the thing that really surprised me more than anything else. Um, We focus on the birth of Jesus because it's hard to wrap our heads on it. How could that even happen? I don't understand it. And in part, that's also a sign of God saying, look what I did with my son Jesus. And if I want to have a transformation in you, taking what was dead and bringing it to life, um, taking what was in darkness and bringing light, God can do that as well. And, uh, wow, I, I, I'd like to just, you know, be stuck on there for a while. Uh, I won't. But this was a surprise to me. And how many years have I heard Christmas messages you know, it, it's hard to preach something new about Christmas, right? <laughs> we got Mary and Joseph and the baby, and okay, we can bring the shepherds in. And you know, we don't need anything new, but we do want to look at things with fresh eyes. And that, I think that goes back to what you were talking about you know, earlier, John, even when we were praying about this, the perspective that we have on God, the, the eyes we have to see that whatever piece of it we see, um, we respond to that. So we talked about that. There was more than one miracle. I also want to talk about the promise. Um, and, you know, Jesus fulfilled this promise of what was in the prophecy uh, by Isaiah, this God with us. Great. God fulfilled that, but this isn't just past tense. You know, Jesus did that, and it's done. Now, some of the things that Jesus did, like his work on the cross, it was done, right? Once and done, we don't need any more to die on the cross, because he did it for us. But the promises associated with God with us are not past tense. The promises keep on going. So don't just think, oh, I wasn't there 2,000 years ago. I missed out. Wouldn't it have been great to have walked with Jesus? Well, yeah, maybe, right? I've probably been as confused and perplexed um, as the disciples, but it's not God was with us. And all throughout, we hear that God is with us and will be with us. I, I, I put one passage from the Old Testament, one from the New here, just to give a sprinkling of it from Deuteronomy. Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So no matter what you're going through, you know, these are promises that we can hold on to as part of God with us. Um, And the second one, this is actually the very end of Matthew. After Jesus had given the Great Commission, uh, the parting words in that gospel, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So this idea of God with us, we can embrace it to the very end. And nothing can change that.
Last slide. I, I call this past, present, and future because in this we talk about what God has already done. Part of this, you know, God has been with us. He has been with us, you know, ever since the beginning. Um, it's starting to turn this and saying, what about God with us today? You know, I'm glad we've been celebrating Christmas. I hope you've been doing that with those around you. It really should be something to be celebrated. But now that it's two days after Christmas, all the wrapping paper is either in the trash can or the recycling bin, if you, if you can do that. Um, what are you expecting today? Or are we just going to wait till Christmas comes again next year and we can go through the same thing? Um, that we have a God who still dwells amongst his people. And that should change how we view things. And not just it's Sunday morning, you know, it's time to pray, you know, let's, God is with us now. And there is something powerful when we all get together and pray, um, undeniably. But every day, you know, wherever you're at, we have this promise of God with us. Inside the building, outside the building, um, at home, at work. You know, whoever we meet to, with on the street, you know, God is with us. This birth of Jesus that we've been remembering is something that we can use to remember the miraculous birth that we have gone through as Christians. Um, and this should give us confidence. Sometimes we're not always confident, but this is an opportunity to cling on to what God has promised us about our birth if we trust in him if we put our hope into him, you know, we are his children, right? That's it. He gave it to us. <laughs> and so today and in the future, we have this confidence. And then, you know, because of that, we can start saying, how should we respond to all this? And going back a couple weeks ago, you know, after Gabriel visited Mary, you know, Mary had this beautiful response of, may it be to me or unto me, as you have said, and beautiful song, John, that goes with it. I, I love the sincerity of the response. Mary didn't understand the surprise. I don't know how anyone could but there's this softness in our heart, this obedience that, God, whatever you have said, you know, may it be, I'm going to trust in that, I'm going to walk with that, and we can do the same things today. Tying back into the surprise, um, 
God continues to do surprising things. We will be surprised. Um, Are we looking for it? We should be anticipating. We should be expecting what God's going to do next. What is it? I have no idea. Um, You know, God will be the one making the first move. And yes, we can respond to it, but it is exciting if we take this thing where I'm going to expect something. You know, God is great. He's going to do great things. And what's it going to look like next year? I have no idea. But part of our prayer can be, God, you do surprising things. You do miraculous things. What are you planning to do? And can we be part of that? So, John, I, I don't know if you want to come back up and, and uh, do one more song. I, I, I just want to pray over this. Lord, we celebrate you know, the birth of Jesus. Everything that Jesus has done, dying on a cross for us, that we may become your children through faith in Jesus. I ask that we might be able to embrace the surprise because you have done surprising things, things that we didn't understand at the time, and you haven't stopped. I ask that we be part of this. Lord, you have brought us on into partnering with you. I don't want to ever lose the surprise of what you've done. Oh, Lord Jesus, we give you honor, glory, and we are so excited about where you're taking us this next year. Amen.